0: their wisdom, and the things they've learned along the way. My next guest on the Sandro Forte podcast is the rather wonderful Marinos Alexandru. Not just a great guy, but a great name as well. He is the founder, co-founder, and director of International Andrology, And it is a business that's based in London and across Europe. It's a world leading organization of top physicians and surgeons who have played major roles in the development and improvement of modern surgical techniques in the field of men's sexual and reproductive health. Marinos is also the co founder and director of Adam Health. He is clearly, and he'll come on to explain this as we talk to him today, clearly on a mission to close the gender health gap and is passionate about encouraging men to seek help from their doctors when they need it and not to suffer in silence, a problem that many of us are, of course, aware of. In addition to this, Marinos is an expert in hospitality and is the owner of the Brass Monkey Pub in Victoria, founder of award-winning artisan beer called 56 Isles and investor in the successful Camden Grocer. Bit like me, low boredom threshold, I'd say. So quite clearly, an unbelievable CV. As I said, a terrific chap. You're gonna learn an awful lot from this man today. And obviously, so much I already want to talk to Malinos about. So, what can I say? Let me start with a very simple, Malinos. Thank you so much for joining us on the Sandro Forte podcast. I am really looking forward to this conversation.
1: Well, Sandro, thank you very much for having me. I'm I'm very happy to be here um, on on the podcast and and amongst the uh, you know the, the the very interesting and amazing uh, group of people that you had on this podcast before.
0: Thank you. You know, um, I think in all the time I've been running this podcast, Maninos, it's it's a pity really that people can't see the video recording of this. Although, in due course, they may well see it on YouTube. Uh, but I think you win the prize for the nicest smile. You definitely have the best smile of all the podcast guests. No disrespect intended to any of those. So let's dive in. Otherwise, we're going to go off in a, a dozen different tangents. Tell me a little bit about your background. I mean, first of all, I've pointed out the fact you have a rather interesting name, which suggests that. Uh, there might be Cypriot or Greek origins there somewhere, but I'd love to know your backstory. So start at the beginning and bring us up to the modern, the, the current, the current time.
1: Right. Um, I put that thing on the uh, my CV about my smile and then I'll tell you that I, you're right, I'm from Cyprus originally. I I I've lived my, you know, my initial, my first years in Cyprus, uh, I went to school there and then I came I'm um, went to the army, and then I came here to study. And
0: that's, you know, I've been here ever since. What about education? And, you know, all these amazing businesses you've been involved in, how on earth do you go from, you know, creating uh, a a beer to uh, men's reproductive health? I mean, there, there doesn't I mean, seem to be a direct link between those two things or maybe or maybe there is indirectly not, not quite but
1: you know it's what you said like, low, low threshold for you know being bored maybe or yeah. like looking for opportunities or int- I mean interest maybe uh, I'd say uh, in 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 many things I mean I'm, I'm just I'm just curious and interested in, in, in many things and that you know translates or Get, gets becomes channels into becoming like creative I, i'd say i mean I studied here i did my my studies here in in the uk and then i i kind of not kind of, i always knew i wanted to be an entrepreneur I, I i wanted to go into you know creating business and my own you know stuff and i went into um i, I went i worked in in as a young professional in in uh, in the city financial services i started with you know some ideas in my first sort of ventures, and then you know, through a mixture of like ideas, meeting people, putting stuff on 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 planning, and and wanting to to create, I went into the different vent- ventures that I I'm
0: I'm, I'm involved today. Wow, uh, yeah, and and obviously we're going to hear an awful lot more about that as we as we chat today on the Sandro Forte podcast. I, I guess the the obvious question you mentioned that you kind of always had a Desire to be an entrepreneur. So, where where does the you know that entrepreneurial flair or mindset come from?
1: I mean, I guess I would. I always think of myself as 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 creating things. I mean, I'll, you know, it's it's a little bit like an alternative career to being. I don't know, a creative um, um, someone in, in in as in an artist, let's say. You know, yeah. an artist creates stuff. My talent is creating business out of opportunities. And it's not always that they come or you think about them in a, in a conventional way. It's just that you, you're always curious about certain things in life. And then it comes to a point where you think, well, do you know what? There's an opportunity there. And that's what makes you start things. And it's a journey that you, in many ways and many times, you wouldn't know where to where, where that leads you. Um, like, for example, you've mentioned before, you know, the link between, you know, men's health and beer or pub or, you know, hospitality and all of that. I, I always knew that I was going to be an entrepreneur or in creating things. I didn't know I was going to be
0: in these in this kind of sectors, but mm. that's what I knew in life and that's what I, I pursued. Well, on this, on this podcast, on the Andre Forte podcast, we deal with a whole diverse range of subjects, uh, guests from all corners of the globe. So let me dive right in at the deep end, Marinos, and ask you about international andrology because, uh, you know, I could tiptoe around this subject. It is a bit of a t- taboo subject, particularly for us, you know, um, rather old-fashioned gents. You know, I'm 52, so I can call myself old-fashioned. Uh and, you know, and we love to think that we, you know, have these, you know, with we're the with we're the um, with with the people, the egos, and and we're very proud, and we don't like to talk about the troubles that we have. Uh, and you know, without going into uh, minute detail, uh, let's start with this particular subject because it's it is one that none of our guests has dealt with before. Uh, but it is becoming a bit like mental health; it's becoming much more uh, information is becoming more available. I think we're much more aware of these things now. There's um, an awful lot of movements, uh, prostate cancer, for example, all of these things, which are obviously to be welcomed. Where on earth, as an entrepreneur coming from Cyprus, did you suddenly decide, right, first marker I'm putting in the ground is, I'm gonna look at this opportunity. I mean, where, where did your inspiration for men's health come from?
1: Actually, it wasn't my first business, this one. It was one of, you know, uh, I don't remember. I mean, I, I never put numbers or, you know, but I, I was, I was still in finance and I was in corporate finance, investment banking. I was doing, um, uh, m and and, 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 the likes of, and I had, I was working in life sciences. I had a lot of clients in the medical se- the wider medical sector, um, you know, medical businesses, even doctors. And there was this, there was this project I was working at as a as a young you know banker in co- corporate finance and it was in an adjacent sector to men's health it was a product for men's health and um, that's where i had a conversation with a friend of mine he was his background was he was an engineer he was in finance as well but his dad was a was a doctor from he was a urologist and we we thought about this idea of like what well, what is going on with men's health i mean men's health overlooked and catered is not in the mainstream of, you know, uh, either, um, you know, national health services or in the mainstream of society as such, because of some of the reasons that you mentioned, taboo issues, us men don't want to, you know, admit many times or we, we, you know, we find it very hard to even understand problems that we have, but equally we have the same, same issues as women or even more sometimes. And, you know, Andrology, as a um, as as um, as a sub sector or, or as a health healthcare sector, is is really. I mean, the easiest way of describing it is, it's what gynecology is for women. It's the exact opposite for for men. We do the same yeah. thing. So, in the in the in the biological cycle of men or societal norms. Women would go to their gynecologist at some point in their life, they would have regular checkups and everything, but men would not would, would often often overlook these, these problems until such time as they they have to face.
0: As I uh, Marinos, as I listened to you describe the business, I guess there's a really lovely parallel with business in general, because you know. Oftentimes in business, people don't understand the problem. If they do understand the problem, they don't do anything about the problem. Uh, if they do do something about the problem, they don't seek the right help and guidance. So, I guess in your experience as an entrepreneur, you know, you've you've experienced that that kind of timeline, the the uh, the circle, the process that you go through from understanding the problem, or in your case as an entrepreneur, understanding the opportunity. Doing something about it, seeking help and guidance. Would you say there are there are commonalities between what you do and is there a parallel for people to learn from in terms of what you're saying? You know, seeking help and guidance, understanding a problem, doing most of all, doing something about it.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess the first step of actually seeking help for a problem is understanding the problem, as you said, and and you know, admitting the fact that there is a problem here. And you know, for the obvious reasons and for reasons that, you know, we've mentioned before, men don't necessarily either understand or are ready to admit or accept that there is a problem in, in some way. So, this is, this is the first step. And I guess one of the missions that we have as, you know, International Andrology or Adam Health is, you know, embracing this, um, this conversation um, with men. And, and putting men's problems in the, in the agenda because, mm-hmm. you know, men do not necessarily talk about these issues. They wouldn't talk. They wouldn't freely talk to their, you know, to their friends or to their family, even to their partners sometimes about problems that they're facing. And that's either being, you know, because of the kind of machiness that, you know, comes with, you know, Manhood and, and 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 all these issues the taboo um, around some of these problems. In some ways, the sort of I would say reverse sexism that comes with you know treating issues when it comes to men versus treating issues uh, for women. So mm. there's all these there's all these um, all these things around you know the conversation around men's health that it's not it's not in the mainstream. And it it slowly does become a little bit like, you know, mental health as well. You know, it slowly becomes mainstream. And one of the mission, I mean, part of the mission that we have as, you know, men's health um, providers, professionals, is to educate people, educate, you know, that part of a society that wouldn't necessarily accept or even know sometimes about these problems. Mm. And and then you know assisting them, giving them tools, um, making them making it easier for them to come forward and, and seeking um, assistance for these problems.
0: Good. I mean, we'll talk a little bit about um, how you've adapted over the years. But um, I, I'm I'm really interested to know where you find. How, how do you identify opportunities there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast Marinos, who um you know have got a great idea but don't do anything with it or people who have got all the requisite skills but don't have the idea can't find the opportunity mm-hmm. um how i mean obviously you've got uh, um you know a good education you're very smart you're very articulate clearly and uh, and you worked in a sector that gave you access to a lot of opportunity but how do you go about finding this opportunity, what, what makes a good entrepreneurial opportunity and what makes a bad entrepreneurial opportunity? And have you, have you had any failures along the way, for example, or are you just one of these people that everything you touch turns to gold?
1: Um, I don't think there's, there's many people that everything that touch turns to gold. I had my failures as well as, you know, everyone, but I think it's what you, you said something in your question. I, I start, I, to, to start with, I always, as I said, I was always curious about business. I knew I wanted to be in business or I had the curiosity to wanting to learn as much as I can about business and and wanting to to be in in, in a way somewhere in my life where I would be able to utilize skills or at least, um, you know, satisfy my curiosity. So, and I, I was fortunate enough to have Education, where, where it led me into working in, a, in, 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 uh, in an industry in finance where I was exposed to many different businesses, many different sectors. So there is a bit of a, um, a correlation there where, in all the sectors that I worked as a financier, I created businesses. You get an insight there, you, you understand, in a way, how things work. And, you know, pair that with the curiosity and the creativity that I wanted to develop. That led me into going into the different sectors. Now, the other thing is, you know, you do this podcast and you said in your in your introduction that, you know, you meet all these fascinating people. That was my other fortunate, uh, you know, that was a bit of luck in my, my fortunate journey in, in life that I met a lot of um, people that became friends and business partners that enabled me to, learn from them and and to and for them to learn from me and team up together and create businesses. I mean in most of the businesses that I am involved, I have business partners that you know bring a lot of knowledge in, in the business. And together we, we create and and I said out I, I actively try and always talk to people and find opportunities and talk to them about opportunities and try and enable these ideas, whether they're my ideas or their ideas.
0: Mm. Uh, so uh, in in all that you've kind of learned along the way, we just, we touched on uh, on correlation, uh, health and hospitality, you know, to some people, there would be no correlation. But what have you learned about business, uh, in particular, the two sectors that you know very well? You know, what are what are the things that people should be um, the the things that people should be looking out for by way of opportunity? What are the what are the things to try and avoid, particularly in the current marketplace particularly in the current uh, world in which we live unfortunately where, what are the correlations what are the typical things you see that are common to successful people and common to unsuccessful people whatever whatever we deem success to be what are the what are the common things that you the th- common themes that you see running through successful people in your experience marinos
1: um i guess with every I would say, you know, client-facing business or service, you need to make sure that every, every client, patient, everyone that interacts with your business lives as a good ambassador and they live satisfied. Obviously, there's gonna be there's gonna be issues in many ways. There's gonna be people that wouldn't necessarily you know, experience the full hundred percent of what what you're doing, but making sure that you always have a goal and you set your goal to creating and delivering good service to people in these lines of business. That's, I think that's the number one key to success. And, Mm. you know, as I said, it's difficult. Sometimes you have to, you have to work and have, you know, people around you that, can help you, enable you to do that. But I think the key to success is that having a clear set of goals on where you want to go and making sure that, you know, your consumers at the end of the day understand those and they feel that, you know, they've they've had a good experience with what you're doing. Yeah. I think that's that's number one. I mean, obviously fundamentals do play a role and whether those fundamentals are microeconomic or macroeconomic, and as you said, we're living in a completely different world now. So you wouldn't, you know, you, you do take those into account before creating something. But I guess once you are in the stage where you've, you found an opportunity, you thought about it, you found the right team and you deliver your vision, you, you need to make sure that your vision is communicated and it's experienced in the way that you wanted, and that's that's key to, to.
0: I guess it was key
1: to the success of my my businesses.
0: Yeah, very, I'm very clearly come, that comes across uh, loud and clear. Uh, in my introduction, I mentioned the the uh, the gender health gap. Um, how would you describe it? Because there'll be lots of people that didn't know what I was talking about when I when I mentioned it. Um, and I guess what I'm going to ask you is that your views on how we have. Um, how we've started to learn to understand the the gender health gap and what progress has been made over the last few years in particular. So, you know, first of all, a description of what it is and then your views on kind of where we've come from and where we're going.
1: I I feel that there is a a bit of a reverse sexism, not in a bad way, but society is just not as mainstream. You know women's health and men's health, and it's not as mainstream for a number of reasons. Um, we, you know, we were not we were not used to be talking about these issues, or men don't necessarily want to be talking about these issues, or um, in the constructed society, or um, uh, you know, or in the delivery of, of of healthcare, it's much more it's much easier to access. Um, women's health female help, help for um, female issues mm. um, it has been like that for years for decades I mean if you see you know even um, um, national health systems do not necessarily cater for um, the variety the, the, the biggest um, I think the biggest part of the problems that we we treat you don't necessarily find um, assistance in Mens in uh, in in um, health systems, possibly I mean I, worldwide I would say in national health systems. So it's that's where I, I would I would place the gender health gap in, in a way in the in in partly in the lack of um, communication and information about men's health issues as opposed to women's health issues the reluctance of men to access help or admit that they need help, and then the as a result of the 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 um the access to that help in in mm-hmm. the traditional conventional
0: um health routes or um health assistant routes. Are you are you saying um an improvement in men's ability to talk about issues because you know I've got five sisters Marinos and uh, they might like nothing more than talking about gynecological issues um, so you know women find it easier to talk openly as you said earlier with friends or or their doctor or whatever men you know because we're the hunter-gatherers uh, everyone relies on us to you know we don't. We just simply don't talk about these things, as you know. Um, but are we seeing some progress? Because th- there's more awareness around, as I mentioned earlier, about prostate cancer, for example. And it's fantastic to see all that stuff happening. I'm still not very aware of um, some of the issues that men face in relation to their health generally. But are you, in your experience, seeing um, any kind of progression towards eventually a day, we hope, when men can deal with issues as openly as women?
1: Absolutely. I think, you know, as, you know, society progresses and as, you know, these things become more, um, I wouldn't say they're mainstream yet. I mean, the aim is to, is for them to become mainstream and we have quite a few, um, you know, movements say now and, and, and initiatives that do talk openly about men's health and men's problems. They do slowly become more mainstream. They do slowly become more uh, men become more aware of these things. The society in general becomes more more aware. But I think there's a lot there's a lot of um, there's there's a lot to be done uh, to get to that point where yeah. you know we're in in some sort of <coughs> parity with um with uh, with every other issue out there. Uh, but I, certainly i think you know with 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 modern technology with uh um you know social media with the way that information is being distributed now and obviously there's a caveat to some of these things because there's a lot of misinformation out there as well mm-hmm. but i would say that there is a tremendous amount of progress i would say that in the last 5 years uh since we see actually since we started this business uh with international Android, i've seen the um the agenda moving more towards talking and being more aware of these issues.
0: Mm. Uh, I've, I've deliberately left this question till last. We've got a couple of final things just to find out about you. But uh, the most important question of all, this is very firmly tongue in cheek, Marinos. Um, what's the secret to making a good award-winning beer?
1: <laughs> Passion. I, do you know what, I, when I moved in this country uh, 60 years ago, I used to not like beer. I couldn't see the, the appeal. <laughs> Fast forward now, I've had five <laughs> pubs and, and a brewery oh, that's- where we're um, you know, where, where, where in conversation, we're in development for another brewery in the UK, hopefully it'll be done soon, but... Uh, it's um I guess as I said it's passion and, and having having the right ingredients and the right ingredients it's not only raw ingredients it's it's the people as well that help you do that because I don't yeah. know much about you know uh creating recipes, but <laughs> it's yeah, I think that's 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 the answer
0: well, as I said earlier, you know a fascinating cV because i I don't think. In two and a half years, Marinos, we've had anyone on this podcast that has got such a diverse CV. You literally do a bit of everything. Um, And and I think some of your entrepreneurial pursuits could be not be more diverse. So it's it's really interesting that and I think it sends a very important message to people. You've mentioned the word passion and and diversification and, um, you know, uh, seeking opportunities, identifying them, doing something positive about them. I'm paraphrasing a little bit based on what you said, but um, all those amazing ingredients, to use one of your words, put them all together. And, and really what you're saying is you know, anybody can be successful in, in life or business. Um, now, uh, I, I, did want to leave a little bit of time because normally we ask people to tell us, how do we find out more about you? But since you've got so many businesses to cover, you might need to give us a quick re- rundown of all of the different website addresses, the social media, uh, connections, because there will be people wanting to know more about you and how do we go and find a, a pint of this terrific beer? And, uh, where do we find the Camden grocer? And, you know, if, if there's men listening out there. That want to have a conversation or find out more about international andrology. How do we do all of that? Make it make it nice and easy for us.
1: Okay, so right, um, if you wanted to hear more about international andrology, you can go onto our website, which is london-andrology.co.uk, uh, or, or just type international andrology on Google on the web. I mean, we're we're fairly visible out there. Uh, or Adam Health, which is our online platform. If you want to know more about online services for men's health. Um, you can find the Camden Grocer up in the Camden Market or just type Camden the Camden Grocer online. You, you'll find us. We have a, an online service as well. Now with the pandemic, or you can come up in, into the um, Camden Market and find us there. Or the Brass Monkey in Victoria, the Brass Monkey Pub in Victoria, SW1. You'll find us down in, in, uh, in Victoria. And uh, lastly, if you are up for some Greek beer, 56 Isles Beer, which is five six fifty six dot gr, because it's a it's a Greek website. But we've, we've we're exporting in a number of of countries now. So
0: um, yeah. Well, I, I've let you into a little secret. I've been to Camden Grocer, and I can attest, I, and I can attest to the fact that it is exceptional. Um, you, you undersold it earlier on when you mentioned it. I've been in it; it's really, really good. I haven't tried your beer, but I'm going to make it the goal this week to make sure I do lay my hands on uh, on some 56 aisles because I'm I do like my beer actually. I, I, as a Cypriot, of course, I don't suppose you'd really. Be naturally drawn towards beer, but it's it's kind of ironic and rather funny that you've now got five pubs. But um, I don't have them now. But you know, it was an acquired taste. You know, as, <laughs> when I came from Cyprus, and
1: then and then you know, working in finance, everyone was going for pints on a Friday <laughs> afternoon, and then it was an acquired taste.
0: <laughs> right, well, there you are. There was there was the entrepreneurial opportunity. Final question to you, Marinos, uh, before I thank you formally for being a terrific guest today. It's been a lot of fun actually, um, and that is. Uh, you know, you're still a young man, so it would be difficult for you to answer this one really, but let's just pretend there is a younger version of you, maybe, maybe your son, let's pretend. And he says, you know, dad, I've, I've, I've kind of watched your, your path through life, plowing this furrow, and on, on all the successful things you've done and how you've dealt with some failures along the way. But if you could just help me to focus on one particular mantra, one, um, one process or one ideal to live by in order to maximize my success in life or business? What would that piece of advice that you would give to a younger version of yourself be, Marinos?
1: Right. Um, I guess I would I would say always do things that make you happy and creative. Happiness and creativity is the two things I always um, wanted to make sure that exists in my life and that, that always led me to being successful and 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 also don't be don't be afraid to try things. I mean you know as you said before the, the number of people that have a brilliant idea and they never you know go about to becoming what they want to become. So mm. always do things that make you happy and creative and everything else I, I guess is gonna come. Uh, Very good. It's going to come, you know. Success comes once you're, you know, what you once you're happy and creative. That's that that's that was the um, that's what that's what got me going and sustaining all this all this
0: journey, you know. Well, thank you so much for for a really fascinating insight into a whole range of different businesses. Uh, you know, with one kind of common link and that and that's your creativity and the the effort and passion you've put into everything that you've done. Um it goes without saying I'd love to have a beer with you um in uh, in the brass monkey uh, or or some lunch in the Camden Grocer when everything returns to some kind of normality. But for now um Marinos Alexandru thank you so much for being a really really not just an interesting guest, but a really fun guest. It's always nice to have a good chat with somebody that has got a constant smile on his face. He's clearly doing all the right things, and there's an awful lot to learn from people like you. So, thank you so much for sharing with our listeners today,
1: Sandra. Thank you very much for having me on the show. I mean, as I said in the beginning of the uh, of the pod, when, when we were having the chat, I was I was honoured and fascinated to be on your podcast. Um, you know, having listened to a few few of those and, and the assembly of people that you have on
0: them. Thank you very much for having me. Well, you're a very welcome addition to a great lineup. So thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Thank you.